Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast. Here we are all about consciousness in the digital age. Similar to our last podcast today, it's just going to be me sharing a bit about my story and how that relates to the work I do here at Nature Unplugged. So let's jump in. I grew up in a small suburb outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania called Chesterbrook. And it was actually really close to a huge, beautiful national park, Valley Forge National Park. And I did get the chance to spend a lot of time in that park, whether it was sledding or picnics or adventuring, bicycling, you know, all the normal things you might do in a park. And I grew up with a a sister who was one year older than me. And, um, you know, my parents, neither my parents were from Philadelphia. My Mom originally grew up in the Midwest, but had traveled a lot because she was part of a military family and uh, actually met my dad out in California. My father's an immigrant from Egypt, and he, when he immigrated, moved to California because that's the dream, (laughs) and they met in L.A., Um, but they ended up on the East Coast because of work, and um, it, you know, suited them well enough for them to stay, you know, for 30 plus years in that zone. And a huge part of my childhood was actually playing sports. Really young, I got really into sports, and I loved being outside and running around. Uh, in, in particular, I got pretty into soccer, played on club teams, and then just continued ramping up the intensity. And it, it sort of went from this really fun, joyful, playful experience to an intense, focused thing that was all about going to college to play soccer and what did I need to do to make that a reality and not really even just going to college but playing division one soccer which I eventually made it to I I played division one soccer in North Carolina at UNC Bloomington and um, I can say that growing up with that goal in mind there were a lot of pros you know I learned a lot about teamwork I Developed really strong relationships with my teammates, um, a lot of self-discipline on my own. Learned a lot about myself and my limits and how to push push them, um, when to concede, etc. How to deal with injury and setbacks and negative self-talk. Um, so there were an incredible amount of pros, and I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. Um, it also, you know, kept me quite busy and out of trouble, which is good, you know. Um, but the cons, the cons were there too, and they were significant. It became too focused almost on an outcome and, and less about the experience of actually playing soccer. I lost a lot of the joy, and I remember grappling with that as I played. It, it wasn't about me enjoying playing soccer anymore. It was about practice and commitment and always striving toward this goal of, you know, getting to a division one team. And that came with a lot of time commitment. Um, 
it took me away from a lot of some of the more traditional experiences that you'd have in high school. You know, you're traveling a lot on weekends, you miss big dances, you miss big moments, you miss sort of the freedom to um, join in on more impromptu, impromptu events. Um, and, and probably most significantly, uh, without me noticing my entire identity or much of my identity became wrapped up in being a, a soccer player. And uh, this became really important, you know, when I was in college and uh, realized pretty quickly that I didn't want to be playing soccer anymore or I didn't want to be playing at that level. Uh, I, you know, th- I had achieved the goal and then, and then, and then what, you know, this experience of, you know, what was all that for, um, and noticing that I wasn't enjoying playing it in soccer and there wasn't a reason to try to grind it out. I didn't necessarily want to go play professionally. Um, and so when I quit playing soccer, there was this really huge identity crisis for me. I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my time. I didn't know how to exercise or move around um, without someone telling me or without a really clear reason of why. Um, it was an interesting time. And then sort of layered on top of that, probably about a year after that, so about a year after I quit, um, my dad became very sick and he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died really shortly after that. And that was when I was about 19. And it was, it was an interesting experience in a lot of ways and can be difficult to explain to other people because he, he had been sick for a long time, like since as early as I can remember, he had, um, progressive heart disease and went through a quadruple bypass when I was really young and then the bypasses didn't work and he got stints and eventually it just sort of became this this gift you know we had all this extra time with him that we didn't think we would have he wasn't really expected to live long you know even when I was really young but so it was um we were prepared for it in some ways and then it was still really surprising because he ended up being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and it was just a couple months after his diagnosis to when he passed away. Um, and so this, that seems obviously much more major than quitting soccer, but it was a really interesting time dynamic in, in the way that I was experiencing it. It was a, a huge crisis of self almost. Um, and that tends to happen in college anyway. Um, I just feel like I had a couple more variables thrown in than, than some other folks. But it, it, it led me to a space of really questioning even more significantly, like, what, what am I doing? What do I want to be doing? Um, and really puts into perspective, as you know, most people say, any um, loss of, of the fragileness of our existence, of the the beauty of time and the moment. And that was a a big shift for me. And I, I hadn't really thought about those things very seriously. Um, and, you know, and I'm being asked to by college advisors, etc. What do you want to do? What's your major? What's your life path and goal? And so all of this sort of came um, 
to a critical tipping point for me when I was about 19. And I think I was left sort of examining, uh, examining my father's passing. Uh, I think that I spent a lot of time with that and it was pretty remarkable. I still feel sort of in awe of it sometimes when I think about it because he really faced death with grace. And I, I don't know that, I think mostly we don't really get to watch people die. And I don't know if that sounds morbid, but it's, it's um, interesting in that he seemed frightened at times, of course, uh, but at peace with it too. Uh, and it's, you know, something to uh, aspire to, you know, sort of the tension between sitting with the unknown and the ambiguity and how that's scary. And then, you know, reaching a place of calmness and peace with it, uh, and then just facing it. And he did that and it was incredible and it was remarkable. And, and, and now, you know, when I think about his life and his death, I I'm left with this imprint of really feeling like he nourished his soul and his spirit and his mind. Um, you know, and that was beautiful to witness and I learned a lot from it. And at the same time, um, sort of a resignation to not having a healthy body. I think he didn't really tend to his physical self, um, uh, partly perhaps because his, his parents died when they were young and, and maybe he felt resigned to, um, you know, a, a dark family history of health. Um, but he, he just didn't much care for the physical piece. He, you know, spent his time and his energy living life the way he wanted, but, but very much just finding pleasure in soul, spirit, and mind. And so interestingly, um, I don't know, I guess maybe six or seven years later, um, my mom, who paid a lot of attention to her, her body, you know, uh, was very active and enjoyed being outside and doing lots of activities. Um, you know, she ended up being diagnosed with advanced stage lung cancer and her prognosis was pretty bleak, you know, like just having a year to live. Um, and, and that happened, um, I kid you not, after completing a 60 mile bike race, um, she coughed up a speck of blood and was really insistent on, you know, multiple tests to check her out. And, you know, and then that's what they found, that she had a large mass in her lung. And, um, you know, what I take away from that was it's great, you know, that she paid attention and tended to her body, uh, but she had a really stressful job and it really created stressful days. Um, I think she probably also had quite a bit of unresolved pain from losing my dad and she also lost her mom in the same year and it sharpened my focus around uh, needing to really tend to our whole selves um, I can also share that my mom's an absolute warrior um, and she you know overcame that prognosis and you know starving now she's still alive she's with us she's it's six years later and um, doesn't seem like she's slowing down at all um, but sort of the 
the combination of these two experiences of knowing and loving my parents and watching their journeys um, through life and through sickness, it became so clear that we really do tend to favor certain pieces of our self. And by favor, I mean we pay attention to and tend to and identify with um, specific aspects of ourself and often then inadvertently neglect the other pieces. And it takes a lot of effort to be present and mindful of your whole self and what's going on in all the sort of developmental lines and, and aspects of your yourself. And, you know, we're complicated. Humans are complicated. We've got a lot going on. Um, but if we, if we don't care for our whole selves, um, eventually that becomes a, a problem for our happiness, for our well-being, for our ability to thrive and enjoy a full, healthy life. And there's a piece of this that is about joy and is about love and about feeling, about feeling all the things. <laughs> it sounds a little cheesy, but not suppressing, um, not ignoring, um, really taking the time to reflect and the time to get in touch with ourselves and really specifically what we want and not doing things because we feel obligated to or because we feel socially pressured to. And that really is the essence of why I care so much about the work we do here at Nature Unplugged. Um, I care about my ability to cultivate my relationships with the people in my lives in a really meaningful way. And that often, um, that often comes with understanding and creating boundaries around the technology and media in my life and, and all the things in my life that become obstacles to, to living the life I want and to the life I'm, I'm trying to live. And I think time in nature also creates the space for that. It creates the space for the things I'm looking for. Um, and it's becoming more confusing um, as technology advances on how to create space for those things and to just create space in general. Um, a, a lot of the work that Sebastian and I do with Nature Unplugged is is based on our own personal journeys with you know, connection to nature and the healing power of nature and the space it creates for developing a sense of self and exploration and learning. Um, it also allows me to deepen my relationships with people in my life. Um, it creates different space and a different feeling for those conversations. Um, and really the, the work we do is about trying to spread that sentiment, trying to create a movement around reclaiming time in nature and reclaiming free time and really understanding why we're doing the things we do, why we're using technology the way we do, and creating a day-to-day -day experience where we're in control 
you know, as much as you can be of your day and what you're trying to get out of it. And not that you always will, but it's surprising how often we start a day with no real intention and, you know, go through it just being, you know, pushed around in different ways to do things that other people are asking of us or asking us to do. And it's a beautiful thing when you reclaim it and become in control of that for yourself. It, it really is. And so that in a nutshell is my story. And uh, now I, you know, live in San Diego with Sebastian and we've founded this company and our work is really focused on getting this information and this idea out to the public and out to people um, and using our story to create a shift, to create a new way of looking at our day and looking at our lives and getting back to nature and ourselves. If you think you should go I will let you go So that, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast. For more information and for resources, you can check out www.natureunplugged.com. We'd also love to hear from you, hear your feedback, uh, any thoughts you have, any recommendations for, for themes for future episodes, for future guests, comments, questions, concerns. Let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's right. Nature Unplugged, however, we're also on the interwebs. <laughs>